0: Welcome to the Man Talk show, Training for Men, Answers for Women. I'm Connor Beaton. And uh, today we're going to talk about conflict and how to deal with your problems. And I've been getting a lot of questions lately on Instagram from men and women alike about how to better support themselves in dealing with relational conflict, uh, how to turn that conflict into connection and specifically within the context of a relationship. So, I want to start off by taking a little bit of a, a different approach today and really just outline one of the main issues that most of us have. So most of us as men, when we have a problem in our life, how we deal with that problem is by thinking about it, right? We have been taught that as men, we are largely performance-based machines and that our highest value is in our ability to think through problems, to, you know, get out of problems, to think through conflict, to basically think our way through life, and it largely uh, creates a void of emotional data. So we, we in order to do this, in order to have sort of critical analysis, we largely disconnect from the emotional uh, data that is within us, and when we do that, it creates all sorts of problems within our life. So I just want to put this out first and foremost, which is this idea of stop thinking about your problems and start feeling about your problems, right? Because it is very hard to think clearly when you're numbing out or overwhelmed or disconnected from your emotional brain, from the emotional data that is being produced within you, right? So you wouldn't try and solve an equation not knowing half of it. Right? that just wouldn't possibly work because you would never know what the full uh, t- totality of the equation is. You wouldn't know the completeness of the equation. And yet we have rationally convinced ourselves uh, oftentimes that how we are going to solve these you know, complex emo- relational issues is by logically thinking about it. <laughs> and we completely remove the emotional data from the equation. It's 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 absolutely absurd. So start to think about your problems and s- stop thinking about your problems and start feeling about your problems. So this requires you to actually sit with some of the emotions that are coming up without pinning the tail on your partner, without sort of saying, I feel angry because of you, or I feel this way because of you, but to actually feel with and take complete ownership over the emotions that are within you, to listen to the data that's arising within you. So uh, maybe this means that you take ownership over feeling angry about the conflict that's happening. Maybe you take ownership over feeling like a failure because this same conflict keeps happening over and over again, and you've thought about it every which way you possibly can, but still can't come up with an answer, right? So this is about coming into a space of being embodied with your emotions, practicing embodiment, practicing connecting with and being present for your own emotions. Because if you can't do that, if that's not a priority for you, you are going to find limitations sexually, uh, within intimacy, emotionally, and even intellectually with your partner, where there are going to be certain problems that arise within your relationship that you simply cannot solve because you're approaching it From a purely logical rational and analytical standpoint so we need to and i'm taking a very analytical standpoint because i am basically making the case i'm sort of lawyering up right now and making a case for you to feel into your problems because sometimes we have disconnected ourselves so deeply from what we're feeling about the issues that show up within our relationships that we can't solve anything because our emotions are clouding uh, our thinking processes, right? So you think about when you're angry. How do you generally think? Usually it's very quick, very uh, harsh, very rash. And that thinking process is from a place of victory, right? When you are angry, you are thinking from a place of victory. I want you to write that down if you have a pen and paper, or even if you have your cell phone with you, even if you need to pause to write it down. When I'm angry, I am thinking from a place of victory. So what does that mean for the relationship when we are angry and thinking from a place of victory? It means that the other person inevitably has to lose. And this is for all of the masculine partners. So this this is for you too ladies. <laughs> if you are the if you are the emotionally dominating force in the relationship and you use anger to bulldoze your partner, then you are using uh, your critical analysis, and you're using those wonderful minds of yours to achieve victory within the conflict. And it's not going to solve any of the problems because you're going to meet the same uh, fate and the same outcome. So what do we do? We start to learn how to be with the emotions and identify the emotions that are happening within our body. And we learn how to soothe the nervous system. We learn how to de-escalate the nervous system, right? So you have to sort of imagine, I'm just going to use an analogy, like right now there's a tremendous amount of uh, policing and, you know, police brutality that's happening out in the world, and it's an ineffective form of keeping the peace, right? It's a very, it's an oxymoron, right? How do you keep the peace? Well, you use excessive force. Well, that's not keeping the peace, is it? That is, that is showing people very specifically and openly and blatantly that you are going to use force uh, when people get things wrong. But this is actually how we approach relational conflict, is that we, we meet it with confrontation, we meet it with force, and we meet it um, by playing the game of over-rationalizing how we can play chess to be victorious in the conflict, in the argument. So not only do you need to stop thinking about your problems and start feeling about your problems, but you need to let go of the idea that you need to be victorious within the conflict in your relationships. It is not about you as an individual being victorious. It is about you as a couple being relationally victorious. So when the relationship is victorious, both of you win. And this requires both parties to show up to the table and communicate from a space of open, uh, open expression about what, what they're feeling internally. So there's some good prompts you can use, like, you know, the story I've been telling myself is, and that means that you own it, right? The story I've been telling myself is you don't want to connect or you don't want to spend more time with me, or the story I've been telling myself is that I can never get it right with you. Or the story I've been telling myself is that I can never win, right? I hear men say this all the time. I can never win with her, right? So Uh, call yourself out be with that right then what's the what's the emotion that's attached to that story well when i tell myself the story that i can never win with you how i feel is hopeless or in pain or i feel sad or lonely or whatever whatever the emotion might be underneath that okay once we've identified the emotion once we know the story and, and we know the emotion underneath of it what is that emotion actually looking for? Well, that emotion is wanting to understand how to create connection and intimacy, right? So from that place, once we've once we've owned the story and we've owned the emotion underneath it and we've sat with it a little bit and we've understood it, then we have a little bit more room to potentially hear our partner, right? And this is what holding space requires. I basically just outlined the steps for you as a man to hold space for your partner and for you as a woman. You need to be able to understand the story that's happening within you first and foremost. You then need to be able to connect with the emotion that's happening underneath that story. You need to be with that emotion. And if you can tell that the other person is really struggling and really hurting and that they haven't come to this place of connecting with what they're feeling internally, then it's then, then you can step into the space of holding Space for them, and this can be very connective, right? Because then you are actively uh, putting aside your being with your own emotional hurt, pain, disconnection, embarrassment, rejection, anger, sadness, whatever's coming up. You're being with that, and you say, you know what? I I've reached a place of being with this, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna hold this for a second, and I'm gonna create a little bit of space within me in order to understand my partner's perspective. And I'm going to ask them, what is the story that you've been telling yourself about me or about this situation? And give them space to respond. And then you can say, okay, well, how does it feel when you experience that story? Right? So this is a very simple way for us to start to deal with this. And we can use this, we can use the same process with our own emotions, right? So let's say that anger comes up and uh, you're angry about something that's happened in the relationship. And you know that communicating from this place of anger towards your partner is going to be detrimental, right? Because you're going to maybe go on the attack or become defensive or say things that are critical, um, and you're not going to have a uh, a healthy discourse because you are um, overwhelmed. And the worst thing you can do is pretend like you're not, right? Like, let's let's just make that very clear. The worst thing that we can do in conflict... When our partner labels, like, well, you're, you're too angry to talk about this. No, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the shadow's favorite defense mechanism, right? So how, how do we deal with our relationship problems? We deal with them by understanding our own story. We deal with them by understanding our own emotions. And we deal with them by tending to our emotions as though they were a child in a way right? So for a lot of the men that I work with, their anger is very much linked to the to the sort of teenage years where they went through this rebellious phase. Uh, or maybe it's anger from even younger. Or maybe it's anger from even older, right? So you start to be with that anger and you contextualize why it's there and, and what it's trying to get across and realize that that anger is, uh, has some important data. So what is the anger trying to communicate in a way that's not attacking, in a way that's not aggressive, in a way that is not about being victorious, what is that anger actually saying about the hurt or the rejection or the embarrassment or the shame that you are feeling about your part of the equation? This is about ownership, right? This whole process is about turning the awareness, the lens, the focus, and the attention off of your partner being the problem and into your part of the equation within the problem. Because this is what we generally do as men when we are in conflict with our partner. We get angry, the energy rises up our body, we get overwhelmed in some way, shape, or form, or fed up, or we're sad, or lonely, or disconnected, or whatever the case may be, maybe we feel hopeless. And then we go on the attack, and we make the other person wrong and responsible for the conflict that's happening. And that's a form of defensiveness or maybe we shut down and we stonewall together or maybe we attack them and become hypercritical and and contemptuous and we cut them down and we say hurtful things but whatever the case may be it is because we are lacking the reflectivity and the reflection of our own internal state so we need to reconcile with our own emotions before we can reconcile with our partner i'm going to say that again we need to reconcile with our own emotions Before we can hope to reconcile with our partner. So, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. Try this process out. Try the process of the story I'm telling myself is and the emotion that's underneath that story is, and then listen to what that emotion needs. Reconcile with that emotion. Hold some space for that emotion because if you cannot hold space for your own emotions you certainly are doing a shit job probably and this isn't to shame you I'm just saying that you are probably doing a shit job of holding space for your partner's emotions all right so if you can't feel yours if you don't know what they are if you're numbed out to them if you're overwhelmed by them hijacked by them you are probably failing in some way to hold space for your partner and unconsciously you probably know that which is adding to the pile So try this process of getting to know the story and the emotion and and reconciling and reconnecting with that part within you. And once you've done that, then you'll have the grounding and the calm and the capacity to hear your partner truly, to hold space for them in a very real way, because you can walk them through that same process. Okay, now, obviously, just a quick caveat before we cut out. If you are in an abusive relationship, this is a very different process right? Because in abusive relationships, it's not a 50-50 equation. So just, just to contextualize that a little bit. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this episode. Uh, please leave a rating and review. We've had some great ratings lately that have really helped to expand. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to the 100,000 download a month mark, which I am so excited about. So please help to share the love and uh, and spread the Man Talk show. I really appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, and thank you to the people that I've connected with recently. I was out in public uh, and, and ran into a few followers, a few people that tune into this podcast. It was so great to meet you. Uh, so if you listen to this show and you ever see me or you ever have a question for me, please do reach out. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you can hit me up at man talks. Uh, or if you see me on the street, wherever I might be, wherever you might be, uh, please come say hi.